0: Shalom ur this is Chazar Shir number 5, where B'Siyat we will discuss what are the criteria to violate the biblical prohibition of ribis, and we'll begin to discuss early bird specials on products and whether they constitute the Isser, the Rabbanon, of lending with ribis. So let's begin and let's jump in. We'll list the three criteria of what ribis are, and we'll elaborate on them as we're actually explaining each one. So if one lends with interest... And the following three criterias are met. All three of them are met. So everyone that's involved the malva, the lova, the edim, are violate the biblical prohibition of rib. So criteria number one is that the interest payment needs to be on a loan, which means if I give Shimon a loan, I say, here's $100, pay me back $110. Uh, that is criteria number one. But if it's through a sale or a service, so then it's not an instant direct. So for example, if Shimon is buying uh, apples by me and I tell him it costs $100, and he says, oh, I'm sorry, I don't have $100. I say, sure, pay me at the end of the week, but pay me $110. That's not going to be a biblical prohibition prohibition. prohibition of ribos, that's going to be a rabbinic prohibition of ribos because the transfer of money was happening through a sale. Only when the transfer of money happens through a loan, that's when it's going to be an So that's criteria number one. Criteria number two is that the interest needs to be paid from the borrower to the lender, so from Shimon to me, Shimon needs to pay me the me the money. But if let's say Shimon has a friend and his friend comes up to me and says, "Do you mind lending Shimon money?" And by the way, I'll also pay you. So the that is that's not ribbis because the money didn't originate with, with Shimon. If Shimon pays his friend to pay me, so then for sure that's ribbis. But if his friend just comes up to me and says, "Hey, do you mind uh, do you mind paying me?" Um, so that's uh, do, do you mind. Uh, if his friend just comes up to me and says, do you mind giving Shimon a loan and here's you know, $100 to, you know, as, as, a, as a nice act and the money doesn't originate with Shimon, so that's going to be mutter. The isser der reis, again, criteria number two is that the, the, the interest payment needs to be paid from the borrower, from Shimon, to the lender to, uh, to me. Now, we're going to see that it doesn't need to go directly to me. If I appoint someone to collect the interest for me, if I go and I say, Shimon, you, I, I lent you $100 and you told me you were going to pay me $110, the $10 give to tzedakah, the $10 give uh, pay my credit card company, the $10 give to some, someone else. If I set it up in that way, that's also going to be an issu deraisa of rebis. It doesn't necessarily need to go directly into my bank account, but if it goes into someone that I appoint, that's also considered that it's going directly to the hands of the lender. the lender. So so criteria number two is that the interest payment needs to go from the borrower to the lender. And then criteria number three is that the interest itself and needs to be agreed upon at the onset of the at the onset of the of the loan itself. So as I lend Shimon 100 dollars I say, Shimon, I'm lending you this hundred dollars on condition that you give me back $110, that's going to be an issu the rice of ribus. But what would happen if I lend them $100 and I tell them, here's $100, pay me back $100. But halfway through the loan and on day 15th of the month, he knocks on my door and he says, wow, thank you so much for the loan. I, from that $100, I made the, you know, so much money. Here, take, uh, take you know, $10 interest. Take, uh, take this extra amount. So that's going to be a rabbinic prohibition of, of interest because it wasn't agreed upon at the time of the loan. The issu de rice of ribis is only when the interest is agreed upon on the time of the loan itself. So again, there's three criteria. In order to violate the biblical prohibition of rebus, number one, the interest needs to be on a loan itself. On the giving of money, and when he pays me back, he pays me back with, with interest. Number two is that the interest needs to be paid from the borrower to the lender; it needs to go from Shimon to me. And the number three is that we need to agree that at the time of the loan, there is uh, there, the, the loan is going to have going to have ribs. So those are the are the three criteria. What is the if one of those three criteria aren't met, so then it's not going to be a prohibition of of Right So it might be uh, a prohibition of ribbis which is called a vak ribbis, which is called uh, the dust of ribbis, uh, and that we're going to discuss the many. Cases of, of avak ribbis or haramas ribbis the, the the many cases of, of the rabbinic prohibition of ribbis that we'll discuss one will start soon but we'll discuss uh, we'll discuss it also in the future B'zat hashem so if once we know that there's a difference between the biblical prohibition of ribbis and the rabbinic prohibition of of ribbis what is there any difference the shulchan aruch is based on the gemara uh, in baba mitsia that with regards to ribbis Ketutza, which is the ribis, the biblical prohibition of ribbis the halach is is that shimon who's the lender, can force me the the sorry Shimon the borrower can force me the lender to to give it back. So if for example I give Shimon hundred dollars and say here's a hundred dollars on condition that you give me back one hundred and ten dollars and all three criteria are met and then he actually gives me one hundred and ten dollars so he can go knock on the door of the Beis Din and say hey I lent Eliyad money with ribbis and uh, and he has to pay me that ten dollars back and the luck is that Beis could come to me and he can force me to give back those ten dollars. But if ribbis is violated only in the form of uh, Dirabanan, so back to our apple cases. Uh, Shimon buys $100 worth of apples from me. And I tell him, sure, but if you're paying me back, you know, in a week from now, so then it's going to be $110. So there, if he goes knocking on Bezdin's door, the Allah is that I do not need to give him the extra, the, the $10 that I that I took for, for, for interest. So now that we know that the Allah is also, that when it comes to the biblical prohibition of ribis, I'm obligated to give it back, right? Bezdin can force me to give it back. The question is... Um, how much, what happens if he forgoes that, that interest? So what happens if I give Shimon $100 and I tell him it's on condition that you're giving me back $110, I lend him $100 on condition that he gives me back $110 and we violate the issue of the rice of ribbis, could Shimon come up to me and say, you know what? Keep the $10, or am I obligated to, to give it to him? So we saw from the, the Shulchan Aruch, who paskins like the, the Rush and the Rambam, that the halacha is that if the lover forgives the ribbus, if Shimon over here, if the if the borrower forgives the ribbus and says, no, you can keep it, you Mr. Malva, uh, you lender, you're able to keep it, so the halacha is that it's forgiven. The Goonim argue on this, and they say, no, you always have to pay ribis. Uh, but the halacha is, we paskin halacha lemaisa like the opinions of the Rambam and the Rush, that that if the if the borrower forgoes the ribbis, the halach is that uh, that the lender, the malveh, is able to um, is able to to hold on to it, and he doesn't need to uh, he doesn't need to give it back. However, the rush and the shochanar they clarify that if while Shimon is paying me back the money with the interest, he he tells me, oh, I'm giving it to you now and also I'm moichel you, I, I, I forgo, I forgive it and you're able to keep it. So then if it's bishas piron, if it's at the time that he's giving it back to me, he also forgoes the interest payment and says, no, it's okay, you can keep it. So then you're not allowed to collect it. The, 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 whole, it, the whole hetter, I guess, quote unquote, of the malve of the lender holding on to the interest, to, to keep the interest, that's only if he, um, that's only if he's, um, if, if it happens afterwards, if you already collected the interest. So then the, borrower is allowed to say, okay, I forgo the interest payment, you can keep it. But if, as he's paying me back, he says, here's $100, and here's $10 for interest, so then you're not allowed to collect it and Michilan and, and forgiving at that moment, doesn't, uh, doesn't work. Uh, the Taz, the Taz actually, interestingly enough, says, he says that if he doesn't ask me, I'm not obligated to give him back, right? Let's say I violated is the rice of Ribis and all three criteria were met, but he never comes to me. He never says you know, pay me back. So the Taz Paskins, Allah said that I don't need to go looking after him and actually paying it back. The sMA says that, uh you will need to go back. So again, let's just summarize. So there's three criteria in order to violate the biblical prohibition of ribitz. Number one, it needs to be on a loan. Number two, it needs to be paid from the borrower to the lender. And then number three is that the interest needs to be agreed upon at the onset of of the loan. If all those three criteria are met, it's a biblical prohibition of of ribitz. Where the Allah is that basically can force me to to, to take it out But it, to give it back it, However, if I already collected it The luck is that the, lend, that the borrower Is able to forgo it He's able to be mochal And allow the the Malva, allow the lender to, to keep it So we talk about uh, a few practical applications What happens if Shimon comes up to me and says Listen, I need uh, a mortgage on a house But my house, but my bank I have no good credit Could you mind taking the mortgage out in your name? And I'll pay the interest back to the, to the bank every single month So here, what's basically happening I'm taking out a loan from the bank at 10% interest, let's say, and, and then I go to Shimon and I say, here, here's, I'm giving him, let's say I take out a half a million dollar loan, because that's what he needs for the interest, and I'm giving him, I'm, in essence, I'm giving Shimon, I'm lending him half a million dollars, but I'm telling him, pay me back a half a million dollars, but not just a half a million dollars. You also need to pay the bank the 10% interest. So here the halacha is going to be, and this is mamish with the Shulchan ar and Simon Kuf Samchidala, this is going to be a biblical prohibition of ribbis. Because basically what I'm telling Shimon is, here's a half a million dollar loan, pay me back half a million dollars, and the interest paid to the bank. Right? That's, that's in essence what I'm saying I'm also telling him In the case of the mortgage To pay the capital back to the bank But at the end of the day The interest is going It's, it's I am the lender Why am I the lender? Because Shimon has no connection To the bank at all He didn't get the money from the bank He got the money from me And since he got the money from me I'm the lender And he's the borrower And if I'm telling him To go pay the bank back With interest That's going to be A biblical prohibition Of, uh, of ribbis. Similarly if she, A very similar case If Shimon joins with me And he says Oh you know you're, He sees that I'm buying a property For a million dollars And I took out A million dollar uh, mortgage from the bank and to get a million dollar loan, and he tells me, "Listen, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want the loan to be in my name. It's going to be bad credit for me, but I want to go fifty fifty with you. So every month when you pay back the bank." you'll pay 50% of the capital plus 50% of the interest, and I'll also pay 50% of the capital plus 50% of the interest. So if it's structured exactly the way that I, that I explained it, so that's also going to be a biblical prohibition of ribos because what really happened? I borrowed a million dollars from the bank. That million dollars is now mine. Now when Shimon is going into this business deal with me and he's paying back you know, the half a million dollars to the bank with interest, basically what is Shimon doing? It says, if I lent him $500,000 and then I'm telling him, pay me back the $500,000 plus the interest and pay all of that to the bank and that's going to be uh, a problem. What about a credit card? Let's say Shimon has really bad credit and he says, listen Elida, do you mind uh, if if you uh, make me an authorized user on your credit card? And I say, sure, no problem. You can be an authorized user. There's gonna be a separate you know, you can get a separate bill that's going to go to you, uh, and you pay it. every month. You'll be able to uh, you'll be able to pay it, and that's how you'll build your your credit because it'll be in your uh, it'll be in your name. So the halacha is that this is also going to be aser. Why is this going to be aser? The horror! What's the big deal, right? Because in essence, what's really happening is that um, every time he swipes his credit card, he's borrowing money for me because the bank doesn't know. Who he is? It's it's, it's my right. It's, it's he's an authorized user on my account. So it's as if I lent him money, and if he forgoes on the sale, if he forgoes on, if he uh, defaults on 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 the credit that he owes, so he's going to have to pay interest, right? So I'm setting him up for a situation where there is interest. So you're right. If he pays all the bills on time, so there isn't going to be an interest payment. Right, and then everything's gonna be, it seems like it will be just a regular loan. I lent him, you know, $1,000 this month for him to use in credit, and he used it and he, and he paid it back. But if he defaults on it, and then he's gonna have to pay the 17% interest or whatever it is that credit cards charge, so then, so then there will be. So then it says, if I lent him money with, I lent him the $1,000, and now he needs to pay back the $1,000 plus the 17%. So the alakha is, is that first of all, this is not an isaduraisa ribbis, it's an isadurabanan ribbis. Why is it an only isadurabanan? Because it's not for sure that there is going to be interest here, but since there is a possibility that there might be interest here, it's going to be or to give it to him, uh, to give it to him at all, even if he doesn't default. Meaning, since this tra- since this arrangement of me giving him a credit card and adding him as an authorized user. Could end up in him paying ribbis. The halacha is that he's, uh, that I'm not allowed to do it unless we have some sort of heteriska, which would work in, uh, in the other cases, which we'll discuss, uh, uh in the future. The next thing we discussed is, is a lawyer, right? A lawyer who signs on the document, uh, who, who or he creates the documents, he's going to be over the isra of Lotus Simun and Maybe he's not over Lufnever because maybe the, 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 the two parties uh, that are taking a loan from one another they can go to a different bank, they can go to a different law firm to do it. But if they're using me and I'm the lawyer and, if uh, I'm still, there's still another issue of those to Simon 11 again, assuming that both parties are, uh, are Jewish. What about um, a case of me gifting a friend of mine to give a loan to a different person? So, here also, there's not going to be a, an issue of ribbis Why is there not going to be an issue of ribbis here? Because what I'm basically doing is I'm going to my friend and I'm saying, listen, I don't have money to lend to Shimon right now, but here's $100. Do you, could you do me a favor? can you lend him $1,000 this month? So he's sure. He said, well, sure, no problem, right? Especially he's making, uh, he's making $100. So, um, so, so that's not going to be us. And the reason why it's not going to be us is because the second criteria isn't met. The money isn't going from the borrower to the lender, right? Meaning the, the, the lender is coming out at the end of the month with $1,000 plus $100 that I gave him. But since the money, the, that $100 didn't originate at uh, from the, from the borrower, it didn't reg, uh, originate Shimon. It's going to be uh, it's going to be mutter. Uh, also, uh, in other cases, that if I go to uh, if I go to my rich friend and I say, if Shimon comes up to me and he says, "Listen, I need to get a loan," and I tell him, "Sure, I'll I'll help you get a loan," but it's going to cost you money, right? I'm going to go speak to my business friends, uh, but if I if I'm able to get you the loan, you're going to have to pay me thousand dollars for the work that's involved. That's also going to be mutter because at the end of the day, the the lender. The, the lender is not, uh, is not getting the interest. So the interest is not going directly from the borrower to the lender. It's not even ending up at the lender's house, at the lender's hand uh, at all. The last case that we discussed where there is a biblical prohibition of revist is that let's say I have a store. I have an appliance store. And a friend of mine comes in and I know he's a wealthy guy. And I know I need now $10,000 loan in order to redo the store for whatever it is. So something happened and I need to redo it. So he comes in and I, I see that he's looking to buy a washing machine. So I say, listen, if you give me a loan of $10,000, so I'll give you a 10% discount on this washing machine. So that says the Ramah is an Isudarais of ribus. Why? Because he's lending me $10,000. And at, the, and at the onset of the loan, what's happening is that I'm giving him, at the onset of the loan, I'm giving him Ribas, I'm giving him interest, and that's going to be a biblical prohibition of, uh, of interest. What is the interest? The interest isn't cash money, but rather it's a discount on what he was going to pay, and since I'm giving him a discount on what he was going to pay, so that's going to be interest. All three criteria are met. Again, there's a loan. Number two is that it's going from the borrower to the lender. I, the owner of the store, am the borrower, and I'm giving him this 10% discount, and it's agreed upon at the time of the loan, and that's why it's going to be considered an issu de risa of, uh, of riba. So that's the, the sig of issu de reisa. and riba is Very fascinating, and it can happen in, in a lot of cases. Let's now jump to the, to the second part of this year, where we discussed we began to discuss Avak Ribbis or ribis de the, the biblical prohibition of Ribbis and, and one of the most common ones is when, is when the interest happens through the form of a, of a sale so what's very common in a lot of places are early bird sales so for example I have a matzah I want to open a matzah factory so how do I Now, it costs money to open a matzah factory. So what I would do is is I would stand up on Rosh Chodesh Kislev and I would say whoever orders matzah now is going to get 20% off the price. So what am I really doing? I'm really borrowing money from the people who are... Who are ordering now I'm borrowing money I'm not delivering anything now And the reason why I'm, I'm doing this Is because I, I need to have the capital To buy the oven And to buy the, the, the wheat And all that stuff And then once Pesach comes in, in two to three months from now So what am I able to do? I'm able I, I give them back The matzo, Which is now worth 20% more Right? The matzo itself is worth 20% more So I, it seems like I am borrowing money In order to, to pay back Or let's go to a regular case of uh, of a a washing machine, I sell, I have a washing machine store. So I tell people, I don't have the washing machines in in stock, but you show up to the store and I tell you, listen, I'm willing this $1,000 washing machine, if you give me $800 right now, I'll give it to you in a month. And in a month, you should know it's worth $1,000. So what am I really doing? I'm borrowing $800 for the next month because I need the $800 cash. And then when the washing machine comes, I'm paying you back a thousand dollars. So I'm giving you eight hundred dollars in the capital of what you lent to me, plus the two hundred dollars in uh, in ribos. So this is a, this is going to be a a rabbinic prohibition of ribis. Why is it only a rabbinic prohibition of ribis? Because it's happening in the form of a, of a sale. And 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 um, and and again, why is this ribis? Because the definition of ribis, and this is very important from the Gemara and the and the, and the Rama Paskins, is that the definition of ribis is that you being compensated for money that's not that is held by someone else. So I took your $800 early, and you are now being compensated for the fact that you didn't have your $800 with you in the past month, and you are compensated by the fact that you're getting now a product that's worth $1,000. So that's going to be an Isr der abanan of, of ribbis, and it's us to do that. However, the Shulchan Aruch says, and the, the Shulchan Aruch and comes out that there's two heterim when it comes to an early bird, uh, to an early bird discount, where you could give an early bird discount. So let's go back to our, our uh, appliance store. So, so the alaka would be as follows. Let's say you come into my appliance store and you say, um, and, and, and I tell you, listen, I only have this washing machine in a month, right? But I'm willing to sell it to you for $800, right? Now, so we saw that's us here. But what happens if I have a washing machine in stock? If I'm washing that exact washing machine in stock, in stock I'm going say, look, you see, it's going to be exactly like this. So if it's exactly like this one, so then it's going to be allowed. Why is it going to be allowed? Because it's viewed as if you purchased the washing machine right now. Right? We don't view it as you giving me a loan of $800 and I'm paying you back in a month. Rather, it's you purchase this washing machine right here that's here in stock. It's as if you purchased that one right now and I'm allowed to give you a discount. right? Yeah, you're right. This washing machine costs $1,000. I can give you a $200 discount, $200 discount if you would take it with you and I would sell it to you for $800. Of course that's mutter. So what's happening is when you're paying, when when the item is in stock is that is that it looks, that, that it doesn't look at all like uh, like, uh, like ribis and it's going to be mutter because it says if you bought that one, that's here. However, there are my ads, and he clarifies, he says it's only going to be mutter such a case to do an early birth discount if I don't mention the price of what it is later on. So let's say you walk into my store. I usually sell my washing machines for $1,000, right? You come in and I know I'm only going to be able to deliver them in a month. And I also happen to have one in stock that I'm able to sell the customers. So the the halakh is that when you come in and I know that you're, you're able to, to pay up front, I can tell you it costs $800. If I don't mention the fact that it's going to be $1,000 in a month, I can, uh, I can give it to you for, for $800. Uh, why? Because I have, it, uh, I have it here in stock. But if I tell you, in a month it's $1,000, and now it's going to be $800. So then that's going to be, that looks more like Ribbis, and since it looks more like Ribbis, it's going to be us. Again, Chazal were lenient when it came to, in certain situations, when it came to interest that happens through Mechah Humamkar, since it's a Dirabanan, and therefore the they were matter when, when Yeshlo when he has when he has it in stock and I don't delineate the two different prices then it's going to be matter a second situation of when it's going to be allowed to give an early bird special is not when uh, even if I don't have it in stock is if the if the price of the item if there's no set uh, market price for the item, then it's going to be allowed. So, for example, let's say this washing machine that I'm selling, it depends which store you go to. Some stores sell it for a thousand, some for eight hundred, some for nine hundred, some for nine fifty. Right? It doesn't have a set amount. So when you walk into the store, if I tell you. If you buy it now, it's gonna be $800, so when I pay it to you, when I, get, when I deliver it in a month, it doesn't look like I paid you back with interest. Why doesn't it look like I paid you back with interest? Because some people actually sell it for $800. So it doesn't, so it doesn't look like I paid you back with interest, but again, this is only going to be mutter as long as I don't say that in a month from now, by the way, it's gonna sell for $1,000, right? Because if I do that, so then it does look like uh, like interest. So again, there's an ISR to give an early bird discount on a product. Why is there an ISR to give an early bird discount on a product? What what's the definition of an early bird discount? Definition of early bird discount means that it's an item that I'm selling you now, and you're collecting it in a month, and I'm giving you a discount because you're giving me the money now. So that's going to be an ISR der abanan. Of, of ribis because I'm collecting something that's worth, let's say, in this case, $800 and I'm going to deliver you something. I'm taking $800 from you and I'm going to deliver you in a month something that's worth $1,000. But we said that it's going to be mutter in two situations. Number one is if I have the washing machine in stock, if I have the product in stock, it's going, to be, uh, it's going to be mutter as long as I don't delineate the different prices, the different change in prices between now and later because it's viewed as if you purchased it right now. And then header number two is, and this applies to most things, is that most items today that we have on the market don't have a set price. And since they do not have a set price, so I'm allowed to tell you what, uh, I'm allowed to give you a discounted price now because when I give you, when I deliver the product in a month, it doesn't look like interest because it just looks like I sold it to you at, uh, at, at, at that price. right? And some people sell it at that price. So that's, that, that would be mutter. But again, this last situation of when there is no set market price, I'm allowed to deliver it to you. I'm allowed to give you a discounted price. It's only going to be mutter if I don't delineate the change of price. If I don't say in a month, if you pay for it in a month, it's going to be $1,000. If you pay for it now, it's going to be $800. So that was the beginning of the sugyah of lending uh, early bird specials. That, that's specifically with regards to products. but We'll also discuss services and, and other fascinating halachos.